and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. It's the Football Playbook Show with me, your host, R.I.C., and a place to be, Rick Saratella. Broadcasting live from the Jersey Shore around the universe. It's what we do, talking football each and every day here on the Jacob Sports Platform, presented by the Ocean Casino and Resorts in Atlantic City. Big shout out, uh, home of 10 times rewards play. Did you check out your rewards down at the Galleria? I love me the gallery, so make sure you tune in there. Uh, tune in before here, hopefully carried over from the Birds 365 show with the Mac and Mac crew. And, uh, hey, Jeff Kerr kicking things off here on Jacob Sports, 7 a.m. It's a can't stop, won't stop situation with the NFC East show at 7. Uh, Mac and Mac, Birds 365 at 10. Me, RIC, here with the football playbook from 10 to 12. And then uh, the sports take guys will be taking you to three o'clock. And that's when uh, our guy, Big Sills, Dan Cilio, brings you home for the evening drive uh, from three to six. So, hey, it's your home for real football talk. It's your home for birds talk. And uh, yesterday was the 53-man cut down day, something that we take very seriously over at the NFL Draft Bible. And a lot of players that we're going to get into, uh, we'll talk about some of the Eagles cuts. We'll talk about some of the cuts around the league. We'll talk about some of the players already being brought in for uh, visits that were already released, uh, maybe getting picked up. And then how about the QB carousel continues to churn here around the NFL. We got uh, Lamar Jackson taken to social media, maybe negotiating through the media. Moms. I thought you were his agent. What's going on? Lamar Jackson negotiating on social media. Uh, we will talk about that. Jimmy G. Sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Jimmy G and the 49ers may be realizing that. We'll get into some of that. Um, but, hey, I just want to say that we got a great uh, guest list for you today here. And Ed Kratz will be checking in in about 15 minutes or so. Of course, Eagles today on Sports Illustrated. Uh, we'll check in with his take and see how he did with his Eagles 53-man projection. I know Johnny Mack uh, was was rocking and rolling with his projection over on the Jacob Sports website. Uh, my guy, Chad Ryder from NFL.com, my fellow draft Nick, who does great work over at NFL.com. He's been keeping tabs on all the rookies around the league. Maybe we'll get into a little uh, early 2023 NFL draft watch with Chad. Uh, but he's been doing this just as long as I have, if not longer. So always a good time to chop it up with Chad Ryder over at NFL.com. And then we'll have Eugene Chung, good friend of Philadelphia, the offensive line coach from that Eagles Super Bowl squad. Uh, he's down there in the Naples, Florida area doing some coaching. We'll catch up with him. And uh, DeAndre Torrey, recently cut by the Philadelphia Eagles. We should have him on in the second hour. We'll catch up with uh, – with DeAndre, see if he's had any interest here. 
what's next for his pro football journey. Of course, coming out of North Texas, uh, having a little cup of tea there with the Jets, going to the USFL and playing with my guy Jeff Fisher over in the USFL uh, Michigan, getting picked up by the Eagles. He is now waiting for a phone call, so we'll pop on. Uh, DeAndre Torrey later on in the show. Hey, shout out to all my chat room people. I see Steven Jackson. Hey, man, welcome to the show. Buckle up. Uh, no Jalen Hurts slander here. If you've been catching me filling in on the Birds 365 show or if you tuned in yesterday, then you know I'm I'm all about Jalen Hurts. They might call me the conductor of the Jalen Hurts uh, train. Actually, my guy Emery Hunt is probably conducting the train, and we'll have Emery on uh, later on in the week. But let's take a look at some of these 53-man roster cuts. And, uh, you know, before we do, the, the football playbook show with me, your host, RIC, and a place to be. You know, I, I, uh, I was telling my producer, Tone, behind the stream and sometimes on the scenes. We'll have him on later on in the show, too. But we were talking on Sunday about what this show is about. And it's real football talk. We're going to talk draft. We're going to talk X's and O's. John Dickerson, what's up, Familia? All my chat room people. And, you know, we're going to get to know each other. Hopefully you come back on a regular basis. And that's what we do. I, I told I told Tone, it's like Sunday dinner at the Saratella household uh, on a Sunday. You know, you got the gravy, got the meatballs, you know, cooking up early in the morning. We got the smell going on and, and, and we're sitting around and, and we're we're trying to go through all the emotions here. We're trying to get excited. We're trying to be happy. You know, we'll have guests on and, and moments where we get sad. Maybe we'll cry. Maybe we'll cry out of joy. Uh, maybe, you know, we'll get pissed off. By the way, how about the F-bombs uh, flowing on the Birds 365? Uh, hey, Tone Tone had to get the uh, beat, the, the mute button out. I mean, God, uh, the F-bombs were flying around on Birds 365. But what I was um, getting to is, hey, it's a family affair at, affair here at the NFL Draft Bible, here at the Football Playbook. We're bringing in the network of our guests, bringing you around inside the league. And I'm here today. You know, because this is my comfort zone. This is what I love to do. I love chopping it up, talking football. And I do it with a heavy heart. Do it with a heavy heart today. Uh, rough rough night in the Saratella household. Uh, my wife uh, suffered a, a pretty bad accident, fractured skull. She's out there in the uh, IC unit in Atlantic City, Atlantic Care. Shout out to Andrew out there. Uh, no visiting hours during this time. So I couldn't be there anyway. So there's no place I'd rather be then right here, right now, talking football with you guys. And I appreciate all the love and support. No, Xander, it's Tone behind the scenes. It ain't Xander. It's me and Tone bringing you up to noon with the Sports Take guys. Then Xander gets uh, on, on, on the uh, producer scene. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, so buckle up. I might not all be there today, but I'm doing the best I can. Second show, by the way, of the Football Playbook, Tuesday, August 30th, part two edition. And uh, no, really, really uh, looking forward. Hey, thanks, G.I. Zoe. Appreciate you, man. And uh, hey, that's what we do here. It's a family affair. So we get a little emotional. The Italian in me comes out. And uh, hey, I just want to get that out there. So if you think, hey, what's up with Rick, man? What's going on with that cat? Now you know where my head is at. But this is what we do. We talk football, baby, bringing you the real uncut raw. And hey, I, I appreciate all that support in the chat room, Adams and James. Steve, hey, James, great job on social media. You guys, you and Tone and the Krause boys doing a great job. I think we made some waves there on social media yesterday. But, hey, thanks for all the love and support. If you like the show, show your boys some love on the like button. Smash, mash, bash, pound it, crash it, dash it, slash it, 
whatever you want to do. And uh, hey, 53-man cut down day. 864 players released. Thank God for the XFL. And thank God for the USFL. For guys like DeAndre Torrey. For guys like Carson Strong. (laughs) For guys like Jason Huntley and Greg Ward. Richard Rogers and Cameron Tom. Rennell Wren. Joshua Blackwell. Jaquiski Tart. Well, those were the Eagles cuts yesterday. Uh, Can't say there's anything too big of a surprise here. Uh, I won't beat the Carson Strong horse to death over here. I think uh, Mac and Mac did that enough. They threw some flack on me too for my evaluation. And I I did. I thought, I thought Carson Strong had a huge, huge upside. And the quarterback evaluation remains the hardest evaluation when it comes to the NFL draft. And maybe we'll get Chad Ryder's point of view later on, but you know, it was a weird thing. It was like the guy threw three or four passes all preseason. Uh, I heard Johnny Mac say, you know, he was atrocious in practice, but you ever hear of a gamer? You ever hear of a guy that doesn't practice well, but plays well in games? Like, can I see the guy in a game situation at least? And come on, I get it. He didn't look good in practice, but I don't know. Um, We'll see. Jason Huntley, you know, as long as Jalen Rager is still on the squad, I think that's kind of blocking Huntley's um, roster spot. And so, you know, between him and Greg Ward, who this new new coaching regime didn't really have a lot of love for Greg Ward, but uh, I think Greg Ward is going to latch on somewhere. I I do. I think he can be a back-end roster, wide receiver five, somewhere in the league. Um, And, yeah, Jeff Mosher – I was going to say this. Jeff Mosher had a report. Rager, uh, trade interest heating up. Now, what does that mean exactly? Trade interest is heating up because I took I'm, uh, I took some flack yesterday because I said the Panthers got a W by trading for LaVisca Chenault. Now, LaVisca Chenault, if you go back to Colorado, this was a man amongst boys. I compared him to Mohamed Sanu because he's about 6'2", 220 pounds, ran the Wildcat, and – he was the 42nd overall pick. He suffered a hernia his his final season, so he winded up going 42nd overall, I think. And so Carolina gives up a 2023 seventh, a seventh round pick this year, and a 2024 sixth for a guy who was once considered to be a first round pick. So I said, hey, the Panthers, that's a W. They get an extra playmaker. Maybe I I see LaVisca Chanel as a Cordell Patterson type of player now. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not down there in Jacksonville monitoring all the uh, LaVisca Chenault highlights, but apparently uh, there's a there's a feeling that he can't separate. He's had a lot of muffed punts, dropped balls, whatever the case may be. Okay, well, I think it's a, a, it's a good roll of the dice, but where I was going with Jeff Mosher's report that Jalen Rager trade interest is heating up, what do you think you're getting, Eagles fans? What do you think you're getting? If, if LaVisca Chenault got a seventh and a sixth. You got Denzel Mims who really outplayed Jalen Rager in the preseason. I think he commands more in a trade, but if you get a fifth round pick at this point, sign me up, (laughs) take it while you can, because this guy has zero value. In my opinion, what has he done? What has he shown you? So, Hey, I mean, if he leaves, it opens up the door. Maybe they scour the waiver wire. We shall see, but I don't know uh, 
what's Adam Kaplan saying? I see somebody in the chat room, but we'll 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 monitor the Jalen Rager. Apparently, he might be dealt before the uh, deadline today. A um, couple other Eagles notes: Greg Ward, Richard Rogers. So Jack Stoll remains safe. Craig Calcaterra remains safe. Cameron Tom from the offensive line is just such a deep offensive line. But this young man out of Wake Forest, he could play inside, outside, all three uh, positions on the interior. Something that Cam Jurgens can already do. So I could see Cameron Tom as a, a as a practice squad candidate. Um, Ronell Wren, he just kind of was a workout warrior. Again, defensive line so so deep. Uh, Joshua Blackwell. Uh, who I've been in communication with his agent, I do not think he's going to return to the Eagles. And uh, my understanding is that he could he could get picked up by the Chicago Bears. Uh, but Tone and James, let's not put that on social media. I'm not supposed to share that. That's just amongst us boys here, right? It's just amongst us boys. But uh, Joshua Blackwell already getting interest to Quisky Tart. Um, you know, I mean, it's... It's the back nine, right? It's the end of the road as we know it for Whiskey Tart. So the Eagles, um, the Eagles here, you know, making their cut downs. And now they'll be scouring the waiver wire. And just so you know, the practice squad will be 16 players this year. I believe you can have up to six players with unlimited experience. So I think in theory, you could put Jaquiski Tart on the practice squad if you wanted to. And then you could have nine players that have occurred two seasons or less. Um, and then you have the international exemption roster spot, uh, which, which Matt Leo should um, capture. So you got, you know, 70 guys here, hopefully that you're going into week one with, and um, you know, we'll see, will they scour the waiver wire? Because I saw some names get cut yesterday Let's see how many guys we can run through here before we get to our first guest, Ed Kratz. But Chris Strebler, I talked about him yesterday. Best quarterback on the Jets? <laughs> Typical Jets move. They cut him. Go figure. I mean, come on, man. Uh, Chris Strebler can play in this league. Stop sleeping on the South Dakota product. Come on. Uh, Kenyon Drake, we talked about guys already getting visits. Kenyon Drake on his way to Baltimore may have already touched down. Uh, Gus Edwards out. J.K. Dobbins now suddenly remains in question for week one so here comes Kenyon drake for a visit in baltimore we'll talk more about that baltimore quarterback in just a second um i mentioned they should look at jared dokes who was cut by miami very similar runner to august edwards who i compared coming out of cincinnati um our guy shout out to um Alan Poupart, he called it sony michelle released jared dokes released from miami he also called lynn bowden released from the Dolphins. Our guy, John Macaron, we talked to Tom Kennedy, the wide receiver out of Bryant, who did everything he was supposed to do to make that Detroit Lions 53-man roster and just did not. And that young man is going to get picked up by somebody. Tom Kennedy, that's going to be a guy that the Lions say, man, we're sorry we cut that young man. Tom Kennedy, you could play for me any day. Uh, Josh Gordon. Once again, a free agent, Kansas City, uh, who's kind of, I don't want to say desperate, but they could use a playmaker at the wide receiver position. I guess Josh Gordon's just not cutting it. Okay. Um, you know, we shall see. How about this? Tight end. OJ Howard from the Buffalo Bills. Could that be an upgrade over Jack Stahl? 
OJ Howard, could that be could that be the new Richard Rogers? OJ Howard, maybe uh in Eagle Green, maybe. Um, Dalton Keene, I thought was surprising. The tight end. I mean, I saw him out of Virginia Tech, didn't love him, but New England spent the third round pick on this guy just two years ago. So they cut the bait. They admit a mistake with Dalton Keene. They get him out of here. Uh, another guy I would at least kick the tires on. Then I saw a couple other uh, waiver uh, transactions come down to wire. Philip Lindsay from the Colts, a little bit of a surprise. Uh, and then Quincy Roche from the Giants. I would love to take a flyer on that guy if I'm Philadelphia out of Miami, uh, kind of a hybrid type. I don't know. That was a little bit surprising, Roche. And then how about Fabian Moreau gets cut by Houston? Started, I mean, this guy was a three-year starter, I think, for the Washington football team. Goes to the Texans, and they cut him. Not sure what happened there in the preseason, but if you're talking about an upgrade on the Eagles roster at the cornerback position, Foster Moreau uh, would be a guy that I look really, really hard at. So um, some some cutdowns there. You know, we've got some other news with Jimmy G. Uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, Jimmy G taking a pay cut from 24-2 down to 6.5 with incentives to make up to 15 million. We'll get that, get to that later on in the show. And I'll try to squeeze in some Lamar Jackson drama on the social media, drumming up the interest here on the football playbook with me, your host, RIC and the place to be. Uh, hey, we'll be back in just a few minutes with our first guest of the day. Ed Kratz from Eagles Today, part of the Sports Illustrated Familia, is going to join us. We'll talk Eagles cutdowns. We'll uh, preview the week one uh, lineup against the Lions, and uh, we'll talk some football. We'll be back right after this. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. an icon a philadelphia treasure he's a mentor a pace setter jim is my north star he's trusted revered appreciated he 
He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again. It's the Football Playbook with me, RIC, and a place to be presented by Ocean Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. Your home for 10 times reward play in August. Still time to get down on that. Hey, did you see the new commercial for the Eagles post game? How about that? Xander, good work there. Uh, we'll be at the Eagles post game down at the gallery every Sunday, chopping it up, breaking it down. We got pregames, halftime hits, post games. Seth Joyner, what more you want out of life if you're an Eagles fan? So, uh, Make sure you keep it locked during the season for that. Again, the football playbook here taking you up till noon Eastern time where the sports take guys will take over, followed by Big Sills, Dan Cilio from 3 to 6. Hey, Jacob Sports, your new home for Eagles talk, real football talk, kicking off 7 a.m. Eastern time with Jeff Kerr around the NFC East. Birds 365, Mac and Mac at 10, followed by the football playbook here. Breaking it down and chopping it up. Hey. Uh, saw some other uh, moving and shaking during the commercial there. Kellen Mond, how about that? Uh, third round pick from a year ago, two years ago. Vikings, gone. Uh, we kind of saw that when they traded for Nick Mullins. Just goes to show you how desperate some of these teams are at quarterback. Davis Webb also getting released by the Giants. And I did see a um, uh, news on Brian Robinson, who we talked about, uh, the Washington running back uh, who who – was carjacked and shot twice at point blank range. Uh, looks like he is out of the hospital. So some great news there and some great news. Anytime Ed Kratz joins us on the football playbook, making his football playbook debut. Where's Kratzy? There he is. Buckle up, baby. It's a double chin strap <laughs> affair. Good morning, Ed. How are you today, man? Hey, Rick. Good morning to you. Congratulations on the, uh, on the gig here. Good luck with it. Yeah, thanks, brother. I hear uh, the chat room is is saying you're going to have to get sized up for like a Jacob Sports yellow jacket here. You're on so much. (laughs) Put you in the Jacob Sports Hall of Fame over here. But uh, always appreciate the time. I know it's uh, it's always a busy time when you're a beat writer covering the NFL team. They've eliminated our summers. The NFL has done such a great job of making it a year round uh, newsworthy affair and uh yesterday another newsworthy day with the eagles 53 man roster cuts i'll start right there with you um anybody surprise you that was released yesterday uh not not really no i mean i guess it was eight guys is what i counted that they released on monday and of course they still have what you know do the math i think it's still uh what they have 72 you got to get the 53 
So 19 more players, and this is where it really is going to get interesting. But, you know, some of those guys that were released yesterday, Richard Rogers, the tight end, you know, he didn't have really much of a chance. Uh, you know, he's kind of that boomerang veteran that, you know, if they need him and he's not on another team, uh, he'll, he'll be brought back. But that would only be, you know, break glass in case of emergency type situation for, for Rogers to return. Um, Carson Strong had no chance at all. Uh, I don't know if the Eagles realized quickly that he didn't fit uh, what they were doing because he got so few reps during the summer training camp. He only had, I think, 15 in the preseason, eight against Cleveland, seven against Miami. So, you know, he had no chance. And you mentioned Kellen Mond. That, you know, maybe that's a guy that they they take an interest in and maybe try to add him to the 53. But I, I don't see that. Rick, I think they're only going to keep two quarterbacks. I think they'll try to get Reed Sinet uh, to the practice squad. And if they can't, you know, maybe they'll put a claim in for Mond and, and try to add him to their practice squad. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think the other guys. I mean, it really no surprise. Jason Huntley, maybe you could call him a surprise cut. The running back, I mean, he was given so many reps uh, during the preseason schedule and during training camp. But I think that was more a product of the Eagles not really having a very deep roster at running back they only had five guys most of the camp they added DeAndre Torrey uh, as the sixth running back but he didn't uh, really get much of an opportunity so he was cut early um, but Huntley you know he, he was just uh, I, I don't think he showed enough and I don't think the Eagles are going to keep four running backs I think they have the three they like yeah Kennedy Brooks will probably go to the practice squad and they'll keep Sanders Scott and Gainwell no, I agree with that. And we'll have DeAndre Tony here at 11.20 a.m. Eastern and get his take on what went down there in Philadelphia. But you mentioned the quarterback position. Kellen Mond could be interesting. I also thought about Jimmy G restructuring in San Francisco. He's going to stay. What about Nate Sudfeld? He, he turned some heads with the 49ers in, in preseason this year. Uh, 49ers maybe in a quarterback crunch there. Could you see if, if Sudfeld – is released. Could you see a reunion with Philadelphia? Certainly a possibility, Rick. I didn't think of him. I mean, he, you know, he's been here before. Um, the Eagles have familiarity with him. Um, they obviously liked him because he was here for several years. So sure, that could that could be a, a possibility. I tell you who won't be a possibility is Ben DiNucci down there in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the James Madison kid who started a game against Philadelphia yeah. uh, last season and really did not look good. So, uh, yeah, he, he won't be here. But Sudfeld, sure, I could see that uh, possibly being a fit. But, again, I, I just don't know if they're going to use a, a roster spot on a third quarterback. And Nick Sirianni was asked about that in Miami, and he said he's been part of rosters where they've only kept two. So it's not unheard of to just keep two. And, you know, uh, I can see that the, being the direction that they go here. Yeah, quick uh, Ben DiNucci story. I'm down in James Madison uh, scouting. You know, they had a couple players that year, and, uh, and they had all kinds of drama. They had the wide receiver converted tight end and locked the girl in the bathroom. And uh, But I said, well, hey, coach, what do you think of Ben? You know, they said, hey, I'll tell you, kid makes plays, but Ben loves loves himself some Ben DiNucci. <laughs> He's his biggest fan, huh? Yeah, so <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, you know, let me ask you this, uh, scouring the waiver wire. I'm putting my Howie Roseman cap on. Jack Stoll, you could live with it, probably get by with it. Craig Calcateri is still kind of on the mend. 
OJ Howard released by Buffalo, Dalton Keene released by the Patriots. Uh, Keene was like a third round pick or fourth round pick just a year or two ago. OJ Howard, as you know, he kind of flashed with the Buccaneers, another high pick. I mean, to me, that could be an upgrade possibly over Stahl. What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, you know, I, I just don't see it. I mean, unless Howard is this tremendous inline blocker, uh, you know, as your second tight end, you really don't need a guy to come in here and catch passes. And Stoll is not, you know, he's improved that part of his game. But, you know, you, you don't need your second tight end to, to be going out for passes. He has to come in and block and, you know, maybe go out on a little route as kind of a decoy. But when you have weapons like Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell out of the backfield, I mean, your second tight end is not going to be a pass catcher. And, you know, Howard catches passes. I think I'm surprised he got cut, to be honest. But uh, I'm not sure if he's an upgrade in the blocking game. I mean, that's what Stoll does is he blocks. And maybe if something were to happen to Dallas Goddard, then then you then you might have an issue um, as far as who's going to replace him. But I think the Eagles have a pretty good tight end group, to be honest, Rick. I think with Dallas Goddard leading the way, Stoll is your kind of blocking guy. And then, uh, you know, I think Grant Calcaterra, he's still learning how to block. He's a work in progress. We know he's pretty good in the pass game. But, again, yeah. you're, you're second tight end or your third tight end. They're not going to go out for patterns uh, too often. But they like Calcaterra. And Noah Togiai, or Tungiai, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure how to pronounce that. I'm still yeah, Oregon State, it. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really had a pretty good camp. And I, I could see them keeping four tight ends on this roster. Uh, with Tungiai being the other one. And then you have to remember, too, they still have Tyree Jackson. He was last summer's sensation. The former quarterback from Buffalo really had a great training camp last summer, and then he uh, broke his back, and then he tore his ACL. Just bad luck for Jackson. But he's on the pup list, uh, reserve pup, so he's out for at least a month before they can think about bringing him back. So they have guys at that position. I don't think they need to go out and get uh, O.J. Howard. I think you know, maybe the Giants would look at somebody like that within the NFC East. Mm. They can certainly use a tight end, but I just don't see it happening for the Eagles. No, good points there. Uh, Ed Kratz, Eagles today, join us here on the Football Playbook, taking you up to noon Eastern for the sports take, guys. Uh, how about the safety position, Ed? Are they comfortable with rolling with what they got? They try yeah. to catch lightning in a bottle with Tart, didn't exactly pan out. No. Where do they go from here? Yeah, listen, I, I'm concerned about it. I don't know how concerned they are. I think they're pretty much concerned, too. Uh, I thought Tart was a terrific signing at the time. They brought him in, you know, late June or mid-June. And, you know, he missed some practices due to some personal reasons, some undisclosed personal reasons. And then he didn't uh, make the Jets, uh, the preseason opener against the Jets. He, he wasn't on hand either. Uh, and, and in Miami, he didn't have a good, he only played 17 reps, but they weren't the best 17 reps of his career. So they moved on from him, uh, surprisingly to me, but I think it was warranted, but now you have Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris as your, you know, your two big guys there. I think when you look at it now in hindsight, it was probably a mistake to let Rodney McLeod go. Maybe they mm. should have tried to bring him back as well. Great leader in the, in the locker room. Uh, but they're they're uh, they're still trying to figure this thing out. I think it's safety, and I think if you're going to see any moves, any action from the Eagles, it's going to be at that position uh, as we count down these hours to the to the trade or to the uh, roster cutdown limit of 53 players by 4 p.m. Uh, today. Um, that would be the position to me. I think you're going to see addressed. 
I, I like what Reed Blankenship did, the, the undrafted yeah. free agent from Middle Tennessee State. I think he deserves a spot on this team. But then what do you do? Do you keep Andre Shashari and Kayvon Wallace, a former fourth-round pick, and then you have five safeties? None of them are, you know, top-end guys. I mean, Marcus Epps might have the ability to be the top-end guy. He's never been a starter in this league, so there's questions about that. Um you know, you could see Kayvon Wallace being cut here, uh, giving up on a fourth round pick. But I like Reed Blankenship. I thought he had a good summer. Uh, Jonathan Gannon spoke about him. Uh, I think it was in Miami or Cleveland. I can't remember all these days are running the same to me, Rick. But, uh, yeah. I, you know, Blankenship, he said, look, he, he, he has versatility. He's not just a single high safety. He's not just a box safety. He can do both. And I think that to me was a glowing comment that still sticks with me in my ears thinking, yeah, I think he's going to make this roster. But, you know, again, we'll see. Well, I got news for you. If they cut Reed Blankenship, he, he's signing elsewhere. He's signing to someone else's 53. He he will not be a practice squad candidate. Uh, so let me ask you that. Mm-hmm. Out of everybody who was cut yesterday, any chance one of these guys, any candidates here for the Eagles practice squad? Cameron Tom has some – position versatility can play all three interior but so can cam jurgens um i don't know do you see them bringing any of these guys back uh i i could see maybe cameron tom uh coming back uh huntley i think would probably try to try to get him back um gosh would would they would they put huntley and kennedy brooks both on the practice they would probably do one or the other though no uh well they have 16 practice squad spots, True. you know, True. and, and, and there's going to be some running backs out there that could entice them. Sony Michelle, perhaps released in Miami. Now he didn't show anything this summer. I was just down there talking to some beats for the dolphins and, you yeah. know, Michelle's was a huge disappointment. No surprise. He was released, but is he any better than what the Eagles have in Scott Gainwell and Sanders? I definitely not. How about Philip Lindsay? That's a, that's a pretty good name. And he played for the Colts, right? Wasn't he a Colts yeah. guy? So, mm-hmm. you know, that familiarity with the coaches in Indianapolis, you know, that could make some sense. Um, he could be in the mix. I know there's a Madison in, in Minnesota that, you know. Got to give up something, though. You got, you're got. you right. You have to give up something. And, but he's good. Know, he's good. He's good. He is good. Now, would, would they trade Jalen Rager for Madison? Uh, they're working hard. Rick, and I know we'll probably get to it, but they're working hard to trade Jalen Rager. Um, yeah, perfect transition because that was my next question. And I saw <laughs> LaVisca Chenault go for a sixth and a seventh yesterday. Uh, but there are reports circulating that that Rager could get released. How what, – what do you – I put it at 50-50. Do you favor it one way or the other? And what's the trickle down? Does that mean Huntley probably comes back? How does that punt returner spot shape up if they do deal Rager? Yeah, well, I mean, look, talking about Rager first, and I like to put myself out here on, uh, you know, the Jacob Media program. So I'm going to say there's a hundred percent chance that Rager will not be released if he is not traded. Okay, so I just don't see how he given up on a former first round pick. And yeah, he creates a real logjam at that position. There's there's no question about it. You know, he, he's kind of the fifth guy uh, in that room, and. You know, you'd like to find a way maybe to keep Britton Covey or Devin Allen, who a lot of people don't give him much hope. But, man, Devin Allen had the best play of preseason for the Eagles, that 55-yard touchdown catch where he just blew by everybody that the Browns had out there in the secondary by a lot. And then he had to lay out to make the catch. I mean, it was just a great play. And then in Miami, he shows up as the punt gunner. 
and forces a muff punt inside the 10-yard line of the Dolphins. The Eagles couldn't catch the touchdown. They had to settle for a field goal after yet another touchdown was called back because of penalty. We've seen that way too many times with this team last year where they scored a touchdown, a penalty brings them back. So it happened again after Allen broke up that play on the punt. But, you know, that that's two plays that, you know, I would keep the guy, to be honest. I mean, he – He's trying to do something that's very hard. He's trying to relearn how to play football after five years away from the game while he trained to be this, you know, top-level Olympic hurdler. And uh, he showed me more than Rager. I, give me that I guy. Agree. I, I want to work with that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But somewhere I think that pedigree and the reason you took Rager in the first round is a reason they're not going to release him. Howie's just not going to cut him. I don't no, believe I get it. No, I get it. But they're going to try like crazy to trade him. And you, you mentioned the draft, uh, you know, some of these guys like LaVishka Chenault being traded for, what, a sixth and a seventh? We saw uh, Nkeel Harry or however you Nikhil say Harry, that. Yeah, yeah Nikhil Harry. He got traded for, what, was it a seventh? I mean, what are you going to get for Rager? Howie's price right now is way too high. Yeah. I've been told, Rick, he's looking for a fourth-round pick that can become a conditional third-round pick based on daytime and stats, et cetera. Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, how he's going to have to come down on his price, given what some of these other receivers have been traded for here in the summer, or teams are just going to say, well, you know what, we're just going to wait and see if you cut him. So, you know, we're just going to play a game of chicken with you, and maybe we can get him on the waiver wire. But I just don't see the Eagles going there. Or they can just go sign Odell Beckham for probably about the same kind of money. Or – Denzel Mims, how about he's on he's on the trade, but he just had eight catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns the other night. I mean, that, I think, makes trading Rager a little bit more difficult as well. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a flooded market. And, you know, unless Howie's willing to come off his asking price and, you know, take a sixth or a fifth. I mean, again, I'm not sure he's worth that. A lot of teams probably don't see him as worth that. I think a change of scenery will help him. And I know the Packers are, are one of the teams that I've been told that are in play that are talking to the Eagles about acquiring Rager. Um, hmm. You know, but the Packers have been in talks for Chenault. They were in talks for some of these other receivers that are out there. They need to upgrade that receiving core. Uh, and what a great landing place that would be for Rager if it happens. You know, Aaron Rodgers would turn him probably into, a, you know, a star, I would guess. But, um, but yeah, keep an eye on the Packers. I think keep an eye on the Bears. But the Bears – you know, they gave up a yeah. seventh for Harry. They're not going to go much higher for Rager, but, you know, they could certainly use an upgrade uh, for Ray, you know, for receiver and Rager would fit that bill. Um, but again, that's the million dollar question to me. Is he still going to be on this roster at 4 p.m. today? Yeah, the Bears are kind of desperate there. Uh, I could see something like that. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the Jalen Rager situation. I know you'll have it covered on the Eagles today over there on Sports Illustrated, part of the Fan Nation Network. What else can fans find on the website? What else you got cooking uh, coming up in the future? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, four players talked to us on Monday, four, four, I guess, three veterans in Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and, and then A.J. Brown, the newcomer, just 25, really kind of emerging as sort of the leader, not just in the wide receiver room, but on the team as well. He said he believes he's one of the best players on this team, and it's hard to argue at that point. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just kind of, you know, writing stories about what they had to say. And all four of those guys gave, you know, some great press conferences and, uh, you know, having a tracker, we're going to keep track of the cuts as they happen. And then later today, Howie Roseman is scheduled to talk to us after the cuts are made. So, you know, maybe 435, he'll come down. I'm not sure if Nick Suriani will be with him, but, 
you know, how he will meet with us and he'll explain how he made these decisions to get to his final 53. We'll, we'll know how he did it. Make sure you uh, log on Eagles today. Before I let you go, did, was Lane asked about being omitted from the NFL top 100 at all? That was the first question, Rick, that he was asked. And he said, you know, it used to get him mad, but you know, look, the guy's 32 now. He said, I'm just worried about getting through practice healthy, worried about taking care of his body. But, but you know, he, he, he takes offense at that. There's no doubt he, that will help fuel him uh, for the season. But he, he's not, he didn't go public. Usually he tells, tells it like it is. And, you know, I think he did. He's not mad, but, he, you know, he feels it a little bit. Um, and I, too, agree with him. I mean, you know, if he's not one of the top 100 players in the league, then, you know, there should be an investigation because I absolutely still think at his age he can still play. It's criminal. All right, one more for you. What's the latest on Jason Kelsey? Is he going to be good to go week one against the Lions or what? Yeah, he will be. Um, you know, he, he's not going to he, – he's doing everything he can to get that elbow back into shape. He, he's not going to uh, miss that – extending that, you know, consecutive games played streak. I mean, Kelsey's one of the toughest guys out there. I, I've seen Kelsey overcome so many – aches and pains to get ready to play and he still plays at a high level the the injuries or whatever the aches and pains are do not impede uh you know what he's able to do on the field so yeah he'll, he'll be out there I mean Cam Jurgens, listen the, the position's in great hands in my opinion with Cam Jurgens. Jurgens has shown yeah. a lot I I've even seen some people on my Twitter timeline saying hey let's trade Kelsey to the Vikings <laughs> for Madison I mean you know come on they're not going to trade Jason Kelsey but come on son <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's not right but uh yeah he's he's uh he's going to be ready to go no doubt. All right. Very good. Always a fountain of knowledge when it comes to Eagles. Love chopping it up with you, Ed. I'm sure we'll have you back here, man. Always appreciate the time. Absolutely, Rick. Thanks. All right. The football playbook here with Rick Saratella. We'll be back with my guy, Chad Ryder, over at the NFL.com. Can't stop, won't stop. We'll be back. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work. 
building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the Cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities with Local 98, visit us, ibew98.org. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, seeing a place to be, Rick Saratella here on the football playbook, home of your real football talk in the mornings, weekdays, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern, taking you up to the sports take at 12. Uh, we Do we have Chad Ryder yet, Tone? We're waiting for Chad Ryder. One quick point about the Packers, because Ed Kratz just mentioned them as a possible trade candidate for Jalen Rager, and... Second round pick Christian Watson, from my understanding, uh, has been somewhat of a disappointment running with the backups uh, expectations from the local beat coming out of Green Bay. Christian Watson might not even make an impact this season. So keep a lookout for the Packers on the Jalen Rager trade watch. Uh, always watching the entire league and the NFL when it comes to the NFL draft, doing a great job, job keeping tabs on the rookies. Long-time draft Nick, good friend Chad Ryder joins the football playbook making his debut. Good morning, Chad. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. No, always a pleasure to have you on. You are like draft Nick royalty. I think uh, you're as good as it gets when it comes to covering these prospects and love all the rookie watch reports. There's so many guys to keep tabs on and another 864 players getting cut as we speak. And I know you're just like me. You're always curious to see... Uh, about some of these fringe guys and a fringe guy that was a former first round pick we've been talking a lot about here on the football playbook is Jalen Rager so before we get into some of the rookies some of the draft watch stuff let's rewind coming out for the NFL draft Jalen Rager uh, looking like a bust up until this point yeah what did you think when he was coming out and can his career be salvaged do you think uh I mean, yes, uh, you know, his career can be salvaged. Uh, it's not his fault. He was picked earlier than he should have been. I, I think I, I, th- I remember writing uh, when that pick happened, cause I do the snap draft grades. So I have 10 seconds to write what I think about all these things. And I remember saying, this is gonna, the, everybody thought they're going to take Justin Jefferson and this is what's going to come down to in a couple of years. Should they have taken Jefferson or Rager? So I think we know the answer to that question. Uh, but yeah, I think in the right situation, he can still become an, a number two guy. Um, like we, you guys have been talking about with Green Bay potentially picking him up. 
Uh, I'm not sure I agree on the Watson takes, though. I think uh, he's been banged up a little bit, unfortunately, so he hasn't been able to contribute as much. But he'll be fine. Uh, they'll get him into the action. And, and asking a rookie receiver, to, I mean, they're not all Jamar Chases. They, they just aren't, especially second-round picks. Some of them contribute as the rookie year come on. Sometimes it takes till year two. Um, Amari Rogers at Green Bay is going to probably be one of those guys this year. So I think Rager could probably make an impact with the team this year um, if, in the right situation. All right. I was told to never mention the uh, curse word Justin Jefferson here to the to the Philadelphia. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's what I wrote. So, yeah. you know, you got to. Well, no, I bring it up because there was a video circulating yesterday. They they uh, replayed the Vikings war room when the Eagles were on the clock. Yeah. And they were kind of holding their breath. Who are they going to take? Is Are they going to are they going to snag our guy? And it, it's announced Jalen Rager. And you see Rick Spielman and just everybody hanging out, just kind of start cracking up and laughing. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, let's get that guy. So, yeah. um, you know, hey, you can't win them all. Nope. Um, Carson Strong, interestingly enough, played 15 snaps the entire preseason, yeah. Chad. This was a guy that I thought had upside, as did the Eagles, because they gave him the most guaranteed signing bonus of any undrafted free agent 320 grand it was just a bizarre weird scene i mean we knew he had the injuries but he played so bad in training camp practice that you can't yeah. you can't let the guy throw the ball more than four times during the preseason was it wasn't it bizarre yeah uh i wish he would have gotten more of an opportunity but you know the fact is is that when you can't when that right leg is such a position where you can't really plant off it when you're facing an NFL pass rush, it's different when you're at Nevada and you're playing Mountain West competition. Um, but he just simply was not mobile enough uh, and he just didn't trust it. He didn't trust that leg. So I'm hoping with a year on a practice squad or something like that, he can, you know, get that, maybe get that leg as healthy as it can. And then he can trust it again and he can start making some more throws. So I think that's really the main issue uh, with Carson, and it's just unfortunate. It is, yeah. Chad Ryder, our guy from NFL.com here on the Football Playbook. As good as it gets when it comes to breaking down players, prospects, analysts, rookie reports up there on NFL.com. You've been keeping tabs on some of the rookies around the league. I appreciate the Christian Watson update because I had heard he wasn't uh, playing much. I wasn't aware he was all banged up and injured. Yeah. So give us some updates on some other rookies around the league. Who's caught your attention? Who's surprised a little bit? Give us some uh, movers and shakers here from, from the Chad notebook. Well, you guys talked a little about, about uh, Camp Jurgens, and that was a great, you know, that was a great pick for them. I'm um, mm. not sure why he was available when he was, but uh, you know, that happened with um, uh, Creed Humphrey the year before, right? He, Creed Humphrey should have been a first round pick and he wasn't the chiefs got him late in the second. And uh, I think Jurgens, you know, when you look at Jurgens, a lot of people thought that Tyler Lindenbaum, who I thought did a great job for the Ravens this preseason too. But like Jurgens was the, was the Kelsey comp um, coming into, coming into this draft. So, you know, that made a lot of sense to me that they would, they would pick him up. So, you know, and Kobe Dean obviously is a very talented player. He's going to do some good things for the Eagles. Jordan Davis, I think he's going to do some good things for the Eagles. Look, he didn't, he didn't play a ton, but he doesn't have to, because you know what you have with him. There's no reason to play the guy in the preseason. Um, and he's just going to eat it up. And, and I predicted for months before the draft that the Eagles would trade up and get him because I just thought he was a good fit for what they needed on their defense. And I think he's a little bit more, 
of a three down player than people think he is. Um, he's not going to, he's not Aaron Donald, obviously as a, as a pass rusher, but he's going to contribute and he, he's going to get his big paw up there, knock down some passes, probably get a couple field goals this year too. So, um, you know, I think, I think he's going to be a real good player for them. Houston, Jalen Petrie, Damian Pierce, two guys I thought mm. would be starting for them right away. Uh, Pierce's look great. Petrie's look great. I, I really, I really like what Houston picked up there. Baltimore, not only with Lindenbaum, but also Kyle Hamilton falling into their laps. Uh, you know, another good, he's just going to be a great playmaker for them. He, he could line, he lined up outside in the slot. He can play center field, forget the 40 time dude has plenty of range. Um, and you know, it's so unfortunate with Brian Robinson at, at Washington, what happened with him. Um, I, he was going to be the dude there this year and I was yeah. really looking forward to watching him, but you know, uh, with a reported or potential, uh, robbery or whatever, he did get out of the hospital today. Yes. So that's good. Yep. So, uh, but I thought he was really going to be a dude for them. So lots of guys. And of course the chiefs, all they do is pick good football players. That's, that's what they do in, in Kansas city. So getting Karloftis at the end of the first round, you know, mm. a bargain, uh, Sky Moore, good player. Brian Cook, the safety out of Cincinnati, very good player. Looked really good this preseason. Ive Teko from uh, from New- from uh, Rutgers. Yes. You know, I mean, it's just another great guy. You know, former. You know, so look, the the Kansas City does a good job every year picking guys. So just another year. You know, it stood out when I went to Rutgers last August, about this time last year, and I spoke to Coach Ciano. And we were chit-chatting. And at the time, Pacheco had another year of eligibility. So he was like, you know, we really don't know. Check back with me later on in the year. He's like, but I'll tell you this. He said, this is the toughest running back I ever coached. Yeah. I said, By the way, and they (laughs) lost Raheem Blackshear, too, you know, who who went over to Virginia Tech. So, I mean, they had – he was really good there, too. So, I mean, they – that backfield would have been really interesting for them last year. Yeah, and, you know – my immediate response too was like, coach, you had Ray Rice. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know, like you had Brian Leonard, Jason Martinick, but to say he was the toughest running back he ever coached and, and, and to follow up and say, yeah, he, he's saying, I'm not saying he's better than Ray. I'm saying he's just the toughest kid I ever coached, but you mentioned Jordan Davis. Like it doesn't show up in the stat box, but he has no quit and you're right. He can bend, he can dip he's got athleticism. Like people don't realize. Yeah. And I spoke to him at the Maxwell club and I, I, I asked him point blank. I said, what do you say to all the haters, Jordan? I say, you don't have third round pass rush. He goes, I hear you, man. I hear you. He said, I, I worked all off season on it. And this kid loves the game. He took a red eye after his pro day to Atlantic city to come be at the Maxwell club. Yeah. I, I think that Jordan Davis is going to pan out. I know people in the chat room are kind of divided on that. And Damian Pierce out of Florida, I agree. I loved everything about this young man. Maybe didn't wow from a testing or measurable standpoint, but he could do a little bit of everything. He's kind of a, a jack of all trades, master of none. But hey, let's be honest. That's probably the, the as good as Houston's got down there for the Texans backfield. So I'm looking forward. If I guess if you're a fantasy football uh, uh, fan, yeah. fan, yeah, look out for Damian Pierce. All right. Yep. So. Good report there. Let me ask you about the rookie of the year odds, because this is, uh, you know, for all my wagering folks out there, they're looking for uh, uh, a candidate here. And I think it's wide open. Like Kenny Pickett has the only shot at quarterback because I think he'll see the field earliest if, if he gets on the yeah. field. But they have a week nine bye. He might only play half the year. Right. I'm looking at Brees Hall at, at the Jets could be kind of a bust out guy. But now 
so much is going to fall on him with the quarterback being injured. Now I'm not so sure. And then we mentioned Christian Watson. How about Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay or even this uh, George Pick Pickens in, in, in Pittsburgh could all be candidates. Am I missing anybody here? Yeah, I think Pickens is probably the guy. That would be my guess um, as the, definitely on offense. On defense, uh, I like Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson in Detroit. Mm. I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, for them. And so those are the two guys that I'm really looking at. Uh, Brees Hall, I think the Jets offensive line has to be better and they have to, and they have to be able to throw the ball. Um, if, if teams load up the box against them, it's going to be hard for, for Hall to make a, a lot of uh, yards this year. So I think he'll have a good year. He's a really talented back, but that's, that's the only downside I see in Hall is that that team, what is that team going to be able to do around him? And, and uh, you know, honestly, if Houston, if Davis Mills can be a good, if he if he takes that next step, if that offensive line is improved, Pierce is going to be right in that rookie of the year conversation too. I think so. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how these guys uh, take that next step. But yeah, Pickens, I think, is probably the pick for me. Yeah, Pickett to Pickens. I could see uh, a, a connection that we might hear quite often, especially right? in the second half of the season. Hey, let me ask you about Kenny Pickett because I thought he played really well. Mitchell Trubisky played pretty pretty darn good yeah. too right yeah and, um, I, either way they'll have a guy that um maybe won't win a ton of games but they might not lose too many games and so it's really going to be up to tj watt in the defense Najee harris if he's healthy um they can build a decent team a, a wild card team with either of those quarterbacks and uh you know are they going to beat the afc west teams to go to the super bowl i don't think so but you know, I think they'll be fine, and we'll see in the next couple of years which one of those guys really takes the reins and uh, needs the team. No, you make a great point because Najee Harris, when healthy, is still one of the few yeah. bell cow running backs, right? He can alleviate some of that pressure. And then, you, I mean, listen, I like what I saw out of Pat Fryermuth last year. Yeah, and, absolutely. Right? And then you add Pickens into the fold. You got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Yep. I mean, the weapons are there. Like, there's a reason why the Steelers never had a losing record under Tomlin. And I don't know. They keep the last couple of years, they've been picking his demise. Yeah, no, I think it's you're they're At worst, they'll be eight and eight. At yeah. worst, they'll be eight and eight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chad Ryder here, uh, counting you down to the sports take at noon. Um, Chad, I respect your analysis and your takes. And you and uh, Lance Zerline do a great job with the NFL draft. You, just added our good friend Eric Edholm. NFL.com yes. coverage is just crushing it. A um, little bit early, but we keep we keep tabs on the NFL draft year round, as you know. Um, give me, you know, give me a couple guys that you're going to be monitoring. Of course, everybody's always looking at the quarterbacks, but uh, just give us a few players here. We got college football week zero just happened. Yeah, uh, week one on deck. What, give us a couple names here to keep tabs on. Well, you know, guys that I love are like this year's Jalen Petrie at safety is Jamie Robinson from Florida State. He, you know, they got embarrassed last year losing to Jacksonville State at home, FCS foe. And that team had some talent, but they Florida State shouldn't be losing to them. This year they came out and they whooped Duquesne as they should. And it was yes. because of guys like Robinson who came out and hit people, talked. And so that's the kind of guy I want on my team. So that's one guy to look for. And, you know, a lot of the big names out there, that's fine. Other people cover them. But I look at guys like Cody Mock, 
offensive tackle, North Dakota State. He's going to be the guy we're going to be talking about this year, like Dylan Radens and, and some of these other guys that have come out in the past, first couple of rounds. I love Cody Mock, redhead, long hair, no front teeth. You got to love a guy like that who just comes out and blocks people. I love that. Um, you know, Perry and Winfrey came out and really exploded on the scene for Oklahoma. This year, it's Jalen Redmond, who's the defensive tackle. Oklahoma, a really talented guy, but injuries and other things have prevented him from being everything he could be. So I think he's uh, really going to be like a standout guy this year to watch for. Uh, Grant Dubose, wide receiver, Charlotte, came yeah. out with a big catch last Two week. Two touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's he's the guy that we're not really talking enough about right now. He's that guy. And then Malcolm Epps, tight end from USC. He was there last year. Lincoln Riley now? Forget it. This guy's going to explode this year. He's going to be big. So watch for him. One last guy for people to look out for, UConn. Jackson, Miss, excuse me, Jackson Mitchell, linebacker. Really good player. Again, another guy. I'm, I'm giving you the, the names that we're going to be talking about, not the guys that a lot of people are talking about right now. So there's another guy I just love to, I love to watch. Really athletic. Just for one of the first plays this weekend, just rips the ball right out of dude's hands. Said, that's mine. And that's the kind of guy that I want on my team as well. So uh, those are some names for people to to watch for this year. You know, I'll, we'll let the other people talk about all the quarterbacks and, you know, all the guys we all know about. This, these are the guys I'm looking for. That's why I love you, Chad. And you, you sprinkled in a lot of names that Eagle fans would want to keep tabs on too. Yeah. Um, the defensive tackle, you know, Javon Hargrove and and Fletcher Cox both uh, going to be hitting yeah. free free agency. Safety a big need for the Eagles. Cody Mock, I think, is going to get a Senior Bowl invite, and would certainly fit the Eagles' DNA. But you yeah. mentioned Jackson Mitchell. You're you're so darn right because um, you know UConn, not too far from my neck of the woods. I I got a chance to uh, get to know Jim Moore quite quite well, and I went up to UConn. I said, Coach who you got from an NFL body standpoint. And Jackson Mitchell was the first guy he mentioned, and he had 16 tackles here week one. Now he does have another year of eligibility remaining after this. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Also Christian Haynes on the right. offensive line there at the guard. And then future watch. I got up to stores quite a bit in the spring that running back there out of the Bronx, um, he started last year as a true freshman, had a buck 90 there in week zero. Keep an eye on that young man uh, yep. in 2024, possibly. But, hey, uh, Chad, man, I know you're a busy man. This is, you know, you, the USC tight end, I really wasn't. Um, whole, yeah, former oh. Texas receiver who went to USC last year. Now he's going to play again. And my apologies for the interruption. They're working in my building. Of course, they don't do a thing until you guys get me on screen. <laughs> That's the way this stuff works, hey. right? Uh, Live so, TV, baby. It it's the magic. But, but you know what? There's so much, there's so many great stories. And, you know, there's a lot of great players out there that we'll be covering. But some of these lesser guys step in and have great years. And that's really the magic of college football. No, I can't wait. And it's finally here. So, uh, last one before we let you go. What does uh, Chad have cooking up on the website? What can fans expect to see throughout the year? What does the NFL.com coverage look like from here on out? Well, my main thing this year will be doing a senior bowl update every two weeks, like I did last year, um, talking about top 25 guys out there, talking about how they've done in the past couple of weeks, listing some other guys that maybe will make it into that list to watch as the, you know, as the year goes on. As it goes on, I'll add some guys who maybe 
weren't on the watch list originally, but, you know, have played their way into senior bowl contention. So that's my main thing. But, and of course, we'll, if uh, I get asked by my editors to do other things, you never know. Ended up with a seven-round NFL mock draft this summer. So you never know what's going come <laughs> to come down the pike at me. And uh, with Eric and myself covering a lot of stuff, it should be a lot of fun. So check us out on NFL.com. The secret weapon at the NFL.com. He's a jackknife. Chad Ryder joining us here on the Football Playbook. Thank you so much for your time today, Chad. Thanks. I appreciate it, Rick. All right. We'll do it again. Chopping it up, breaking it down here on the Football Playbook, taking you up to noon Eastern with the Sports Take guys. Going to pay some bills real quick. We'll be back with Coach Eugene Chung right after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Again, it's the football playbook with me, RIC, and a place to be. Rick Saratella broadcasting here at the Jersey Shore around the universe 
on Jacob Sports, brought to you by Ocean Casino and Resorts in Atlantic City, your home for 10-time rewards play, and your home for the Eagles postgame every Sunday. Uh, make sure you buckle up. We're taking you up to noon where we'll have the sports take, guys. Uh, during the commercial break, Mario Goodrich announced, uh, released by the Eagles. No surprise there. Um, you're looking for that QB3? Josh Rosen. <laughs> on the unemployment line again, he's expected to be cut by the Cleveland Brownies. And uh, so Josh Rosen, I don't know how many teams this is in however many years, but uh, maybe the Eagles kick the tires there. Uh, we shall see. One man who is no stranger to Philadelphia football is our next guest. He is Coach Eugene Chung. He joins us here on the Football Playbook. What up, Coach? What's going on, Rick? How you doing? Man, I'm doing the best I can. It's <laughs> always good to see you, though, and catch up and, and chop it up and talk some football. So uh, you're checking in down there in Florida, I believe, correct? I tell you what, the weather's beautiful down here, as always, just like Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia, always sunny <laughs> in Florida. So it's uh, it's my Philly away from home, you know what I mean, down here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to be making the listeners jealous because I'm over here at the ocean. There we go. Atlantic City, Philly. Um, <laughs> let's start off with the Eagles because a lot of people are anointing the Eagles offensive line, the best unit in, in the NFL. And uh, we'll start off with the anchor there. Jordan Malata is a guy. I mean, he was a reclamation project, basically, oh when goodness. you got his, your hands oh, on yeah. him. But let's start off with Jordan Malata. I mean, how proud of you? Are you to see him get that big money deal and, and develop into what he's become? Uh, so proud. I, I couldn't be any prouder. It's it's like having my own son and developing him. When we, when I first got my hands on him, I had to help him put his chin strap on his helmet. You know, he just, you know, buckle they, they didn't do that. Uh, you know, so it's like buckle it up. Has to, you know, so to see this transformation in him and then when he signed his extension, he, he FaceTimed me and said, Coach, this is what I just did. I want to thank you so much for taking the time and and believing and doing all that. So for him to do that and to be where he is right now, I mean, it's just I, I couldn't be proud. And what a hum, what a what a great human being at the same time. It couldn't happen to a better person. Yeah, and to reach out to you and show that appreciation, man, that that must mean a lot. And you know, for those uh, who aren't familiar with Coach Chung, him and I worked together at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl out there. He, he was our O line coach, and then extensively as the head coach at hub football, which we'll get into in just a moment, but coach, you are one of the greatest on field teachers I've ever seen because every single rep is a teaching moment for you. Good or bad. You let the guy know, Hey, that was a good rep or that was a bad rep. Here's what you could do better. And I've seen guys like they come out to hub football. They're a better player by the end of the day, just by your constant teaching and preaching and, and reinforcing that technique um, I'm curious to know, have you, have you been able, and I know you got a new gig down there that we'll talk about too. Have you had any time? Do you, do you keep tabs on the Eagles from a distance? Have you seen this offensive line play? And by the way, uh, the O-line coach there is getting a lot of props and kudos. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not, but what do you make of this Eagles offensive line unit? Well, it, it's always, and that group, that, that, that's a special group, the, the chemistry of those players there. I mean, you look at – you have veterans like Jason Kelsey, workhorse, warhorse. Had him when I was a rookie. Lane Johnson, we're probably one of the best athletes uh, at playing tackle in the league. And you got Jordan. And then you get those guys, you get that chemistry, and they kind of – they police each other. 
you know. So for them to have that grit and just that mean, nasty attitude, and you just got to coach it and get it going in the right direction, and you have something special. I mean, you have you have these trained athletes now that are just working on the same page because they've been together for so long. To, to build that continuity, and it's a plug-and-play after that, guys will come in and they'll fit right in to that, to that type of system. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that they're being touted as one of the best in the league. Um, they just got to stay healthy, you know? So mm. that's, that's a huge part of the game right there is just staying healthy. Yeah. I mean, uh, your best ability is your availability, right? That's right. And, that's right. You know, I'm not going to worry about Kelsey too much, but he's mm. already banged up. Yeah. Uh, Say is coming off the injury mm. Isaac from last year. So yeah. you're right. It, it depends on the durability, but if they do stay healthy, Oh my goodness. It's and the sky's the limit there, you know, and they, if they can give uh, that quarterback some time and open up some holes and have that balanced offense. I mean, it goes back to, to our O line in the Super Bowl year, you know, we were banged up, but we are all working together and we had that continuity where everyone was working on the same page. They, the guys didn't even have to finish each other's sentences. They, they wouldn't even have to make calls. They didn't make a little grunt here and there. or just looks like, you know, and that's the, beauty, that's the beauty of it. You know, keep no secrets up front. I don't care what they, if the defense knows what we're doing, you still have to make a play. You know, so that's where, that's where that continuity comes in and being able to play together and through the years and just, you know, and then camaraderie. That, when you build that, you have something special up front. No, there's a lot to be said about continuity uh, in the NFL, for sure. We're talking to Coach Eugene Chung, uh, former Super Bowl champion, the story of the underdog. Who could forget that season? And the Eagles are looking to kind of repeat that performance. Now, back in 2017, uh, there wasn't a lot of expectations there. You guys kind of came out of nowhere, caught some people by surprise. This year, there, there's a little bit of expectation because they made the playoffs last year. Coach mm -hmm. Sariani, the only rookie head coach – to, to guide a team to the playoffs. So people are looking for the Eagles to take a next step. I guess my question is here, was there a moment looking back to that championship run? Was there a moment during the season where you said, you know what? Something magical is happening here. <laughs> you know, it, for me, it's probably when we were like, we were 10 and one when we hit that 10 and one mark and we, and the way we were, winning these games you know they were i mean every game every game is determined by you know a play here or there but the way we were winning these games and the confidence that was brewing amongst the people you know that year carson was having an mvp year you know and then we're playing the rams out in la and he gets injured you know out you know, acl out for the season it's like oh my gosh but you saw the way the guys rallied you know around nick and it, it, we didn't miss a beat it's like next man up you know, we had this motto and it's, and it's on our ring is like, you know, we all we have, we, we all got, we all we need. So we always looked, we always looked within. So it was, it was basically next man up, you know, let's rally around this person let's make him the, the uh, not the weak point, but let's make him, you know, part of the, part of the chain link fence. So really it was after that, kind of like that, that Rams game where, where Nick came in and rallied and, and we won and we, and we clinched the division at that point. You, you, you felt it. You felt it in the locker room. You felt it out on the field. You felt it out on the practice field. It was something special. So, you know, keeping our blinders on, we just kept pushing forward. And, and that's, you know, the next thing you know, we're winning the NFC championship game and we're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing story after that. I mean, we can sit here for hours talking about it. And oh, yeah. All the little nuances that, you know, the outside people don't know, but it's, it was absolutely amazing. 
Well, I, I think we could we could sit here and talk about hours about the celebration in downtown Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a part. I always say that's the best party I've ever attended. <laughs> young kids listening to this. We don't want to get into too much detail, but oh, it, it was Mardi Gras on Broad Street. Yeah, what you heard is true. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you saw it on the NFL Network or not, it happened. So beautiful thing. Mardi no Gras doubt. on Broad Street. No uh, doubt. So Coach Chung here. Uh, like I said, it's a family affair. Sometimes we cry over happiness. We have so many good times here. Uh, tell the folks listening at home, you've got a new coaching gig down. Are you athletic director? Are you coaching down there yeah, in Naples? Yeah. So, a little bit of both? What's, yeah. I saw an article going on about you. Right, right. So, yeah, so I am coaching down here. It's at a private school down here in Naples. Uh, it's a pretty amazing private school. Um, and they just named me the athletic director for the school. So it's kind of like the sky's the limit with this. It's, uh, it's a very huge uh, school that's into academia, but they want to beef up their athletic program also. So with that and with the team I have around me, I, we're going to, I mean, we just built a, a brand new fitness center here. I wish I could show you pictures of it. It's absolutely beautiful. I wish I had this my rookie year, you know, in, in New England, but it's absolutely beautiful. And you have the support of the community and, and the school itself is a community. So yeah, it's kind of all the above and then still still training nfl guys still training college guys you know giving them my expertise i appreciate the shout out of the coaching on teaching on the field but yeah um, you know, i just i'm doing that so it's uh it's it's a it's a great work-life balance when it comes down to it no i i enjoy i love watching you in action because i pick up so many tips and technique you know stuff that i would never even have known uh <clears throat> just from your uh, tutorials there at the hub football camps that we'll get into in just a second but i did see pictures of this facility man i'll tell you they don't have high school football facilities like that in new jersey but it's a big deal down in florida right i mean it's a hotbed down there literally oh it really is and the amount of athletes as you know and anyone knows that come out of south florida is unbelievable and and sometimes that's that edge you need is to have a facility that's of that magnitude and and quality um and with the group that we have in um that's helping us train these kids. It's just, you know, it, it'll bring this program to the next level. You know, we already have kids getting recruited to, uh, now they're all getting recruited to the Ivies, which is great, you know, which is absolutely great. You know, these, these kids are, their, their academic uh, um, comprehensions on a completely different level. And, uh, and rightfully so, these are amazing kids, but yeah, I mean, kids are now starting getting recruited. We're getting the attention we need here at the school and in this area. What's the name of the school again? It's uh, the community school of Naples. Okay. Well, they're That's lucky it. to have you, Coach. Yeah, I, mean, I appreciate that. And, hey, what's better than having intelligent players? They pick up the playbook quickly, hey, right? I, I love easy. that as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to coach smart players, I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Coach Eugene Chung, uh, lucky enough to have him here for a few minutes on the football playbook, taking you up to noon Eastern here. Just a few more minutes with you, Coach. Um, 53-man cut-down day. I'm sure mm. you remember uh, – these days and all, all, all too well man 864 players will be released by the end of the day hmm. um we got a chance to link up with our good friend don Yi during the pandemic especially providing a platform for street free agents guys who couldn't get into nfl buildings and uh we brought them out we did a, probably about a dozen camps out there yeah. in the california uh, area and one out of four. I mean, we placed about 25% guys back into the league. And, you know, let's be honest with the uh, platforms like XFL and USFL and the hub platform. It's a, it's as good as it gets to be a street free agent these days, isn't it? 
Oh, no, absolutely. To, to showcase, you know, because it's, it's out of sight, out of mind business. I mean, you don't have current film. So with this hub, this hub platform that Don Yee has created and for us bringing out 60 of the top guys, you know, invite only um, to showcase their ability again on film and especially the way training camps are today. There's not a lot of opportunity to, to really make yourself shine. It's tough. It's tough. But with these this platform that we have, uh, it's like a one day, one day combine, one day pro day where there will be scouts, there's film and you'll have film of yourself to come out and, and show, hey, I belong. I have the ability and, and the quality of coaching that we have out there. You know, this time around, I got John Filippo and Philip Daniels, my Super Bowl cohorts. Amazing. They're coming out coaching quarterbacks and coaching D-line and I'll be coaching the offensive line and tight ends again. So to get that kind of detailed uh, uh, fundamental work to be able to put it on camera to showcase to these scouts that are going to be out there. Uh, it's, it's priceless. It's priceless. There's, there's eight, like you said, there's 800 plus guys that are, with pink slips looking for jobs, you know, and this can catapult you. It's not back to the NFL, to the XFL, the USFL, the CFL. There's so much opportunity out there, but they have to know about you. So this platform that Don has created, I think it, it's there's so much merit into what he's doing. No, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, there's a big need and it's been recepted well by the NFL teams, the mm -hmm. agent community, the player community. So, um, you know, we're doing big things down there in Naples. Actually, we're coming to your facility on October 8th. That's right. Exciting a double header. I tell you what, it's exciting time right there. And everyone here is so excited to see what this is about. I've been telling them about it for over a year. Uh, been, and finally, we're finally getting it down here. Thank God it's in October. You know, it's going to be a little cooler. <laughs> it's going to be a little cooler. But I tell you, it's an exciting time. You know, and it's it's opening up the hub to the East Coast people as well. Because, you know, before they've all been on the West Coast. West Coast is a little difficult to get to at some time, especially with the pandemic. But now, you know, coming to Florida, the land of the free, you know, we, they can come down and, and have a good time <laughs> and travel unrestricted. So, I'm excited, for, and especially for you guys in Hub to see the uh, facilities we have here. Yeah, the Florida Heat is no joke. Just go ask the Eagles. They couldn't uh, keep oh up gosh. with the Dolphins there uh, this past week. But uh, the one cool thing, though, that we're doing October 8th down there is also opening up the doors to players in the transfer portal, and that's kind of a new venture here for the Hub football. And uh, 14,000 players sitting in limbo in the transfer portal. It's unbelievable when you think about it. And – According to the SI.com data that they conducted, 40% of these guys never suit up ever again. They never get another scholarship. They right. never strap on a college uniform. And so basically applying the what we did with the Hub Pro model, applying it to the transfer portal because it's really a, a mess, right? It's still a free-for-all, this whole transfer oh, yeah. portal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you figure, you know, 40% of them will never see the football field again. I can almost guarantee you probably 80% of them don't have any film to be evaluated. And this is a great opportunity. When, uh, the last uh, camp we had in California was our first kind of portal taste. We had running backs, you know, that were at community colleges before are getting signed, you know, to they're getting offers to come play for these colleges. So these kids that are probably uh, good athletes and good players don't have any film that want to, you know, to improve their situation. They need film to be evaluated. And what a better opportunity, what better platform than to do it here. No doubt about it. October 8th, it's going down. Check out hubfootball.com. If you're a, a street-free agent like DeAndre Torrey coming up, our next mm -hmm. guest, or a player in the transfer portal, you can go to hubfootball.com and register. It is an invite-only uh, camp, selected, you know, limited spots. And so it'll be an OTA-style workout. Coach Chung, 
Uh, always a pleasure to have you on. Any parting shots for the people? Anything you want to get off your chest? Shout out to anything before? Oh, you know, we, like I said, we'd be here for hours. But you know what? <laughs> I missed the food up there. I missed the cheesesteak. I missed the peppers. The peppers, the peppers. Can't find any good peppers down here. But you know what? I missed that area. I love that area. My wife loves that area. You know, we'll be back up there. We'll be All right. Well, definitely hit me up. I'll see you down uh, in Naples in October. And uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting before now and then, Coach. Appreciate the time. Excellent. Thanks, man. See you soon. All right. Yep, there you have it, Coach Chung. Uh, always a pleasure to talk some football. Hey, big news, breaking news. I see the chat room lighting up. The Eagles have acquired Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in a trade. Howie Roseman making a splash. I see uh, Xander sending me the news here. Ian Rappaport reports the Saints are trading Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to the Eagles uh, after extension talks broke down, the focus shifted from keeping Gardner Johnson to trading him. Philly gets their safety. We just talked about it with Ed Kratz. Could they be looking to upgrade the safety position? He was worried about it. Lo and behold, Howie Roseman was worried about it. Uh, they were sniffing around Jason uh, Bates up there in Cincinnati. They get a good one in Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, a guy that converted from cornerback to safety. Coming out of Florida, big bodied frame, six foot two, I think about 218 pounds or so. Uh, this is a guy who can play center field. He is going to add some stability. I believe he will be a starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about it. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Back at it again, the football playbook with your host, RIC, and the place to be, Rick Saratella. Telling it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft and everything football, your new home, for real, football talk on the Jacob Sports Channel. Uh, Howie Roseman strikes again. Say what you want about Howie. My man is wheeling. He's dealing. He's styling. He's profiling. He's got some Ric Flair in him now. Woo! (laughs) Big move. I mean, this is a big-time move. With Chauncey Gardner-Johnson coming to the Eagles, uh, you talk about an immediate impact player, a starter, someone who's going to come in. I think he starts alongside Marcus Epps personally, but Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a versatile piece now. Someone who played both cornerback and safety during his time at Florida. We just talked to uh, former Eagles coach Eugene Chung down in Florida. Chauncey Gardner has that pedigree. He, He was all state. In high school in Florida, he was all SEC in college in Florida, and he has over 30 starts under his belt uh, at the NFL level. So this is a big-time move. This is a playmaker for that defensive backfield where now you've got Bradbury, you've got Darius Slay, you've got Avante Maddox, and now you add Chauncey gardner Johnson to that secondary that's four bonafide top caliber starters now okay we can debate the depth but man that's that's suddenly the Eagles secondary when you look around the league is as good as it gets if you're watching at home Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero with the tweet with the news there up on nfl.com Chauncey Gardner Johnson we got to get the details Has anybody seen what they're giving up? I'm sure we'll get that in just a second. We'll also get DeAndre Torrey, who's hanging out in the green room. We'll pop him up, uh, recent Eagles player as well. But just want to spend a few minutes on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who had three interceptions last year, uh, 43 games, played 31 starts. This guy coming out, some people viewed him as a corner. Some people kind of viewed him as a, a cover one high safety. Um, he has the measurables coming in at five foot 11, 210 pounds, has the ideal frame, prototypical size, and he ran a 448. So let's not forget. And I think that's where, if you want to put him down there in, in nickel and slide him in, you know, Jos- Josiah Scott's banged up. Hey, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, welcome to the big show. Because he can he can guard those faster guys. He can also line up and guard the bigger. He's got the size and physicality 
to guard some of these tight ends over there as well. So you can kind of move Chauncey Gardner-Johnson around this defense. Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator, kind of got himself a chess piece here. And who knew? I mean, who knew he was even going to be available? But uh, he can play man. He could play zone. He can play slot. He can play center field, corner, safety, big man, fast man. This is a great move. I like what Howie Roseman is doing here. And listen, guys, if there was any question that the Eagles weren't all in, you've got your answer. Howie Roseman is doing anything and everything he possibly can to get that chip. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is the best supporting cast the Eagles will put around Jalen Hurts because they will be back in the playoffs. Heck, they might make a deep run in the playoffs. Heck, you heard Iron Shots here yesterday say the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. And if they do, guess what? Jalen Hurts going to be saying, yo, show me the money. Ain't nothing funny. And as soon as that happens, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. We, we talked with Coach Eugene Chung about continuity. Well, it's going to be hard to keep this coaching staff together. It's going to be hard to keep the supporting cast around Jalen Hurts. Make that more difficult, too. Look at what happened when the Chiefs gave Patrick Mahomes all that money. They had to take a step or two back, right, because they couldn't keep all these guys. They got to part ways with the Tyreek Hill. They got to remake that offensive line year after year because when you pay big money to a quarterback look at the vikings they were actually competitive when zimmer first came then they gave kirk cousins a dumb contract big money couldn't keep all those guys so howie's all in if this trade doesn't signal i'm in it to win it what else does i mean philadelphia fans you got to be happy <laughs> i haven't even seen the the chat room response here yet but you guys got to be ecstatic about the addition of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Wow, what a piece. What a piece to plug into that equation. I, I got to say, I'm going to look around and compare secondaries around the NFL. I think this Eagle secondary now is maybe uh, as good as it gets. And, you know, the Saints weren't able to work out a long-term contract here. So what does that mean with the Eagles? Is it a one-year rental? Is there a negotiating window here? Is that why maybe the terms weren't announced in terms of what the compensation is? Because, hey, if I can lock up Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he's going into his fourth year, still in, in the prime of his career. If I can lock this guy up, uh, this is a nice piece. And again, you know, James Bradbury, he might only be here for a year. So even if it's a one-year rental, again, it's all in. Even if it means Bradbury and Gardner Johnson are here for one-year rentals, it's all good because there's no better place than right here, right now. The Eagles are all in. Howie Roseman is all in. Jonathan Gannon, it's on, it's on you now. The heat is on, okay? The heat is on, Jonathan Gannon, because I'll tell you what, you've got all the pieces, all the pieces to the equation, right? Now we've got to get Gannon to figure out that formula. And when you solidify the secondary, it allows you to be a little bit more aggressive up front too. So hopefully, 
you know, we talked about the uh, fourth worst, fourth least amount of blitzes a year ago. Well, guess what? You got three good cover corners. You got a bona fide safety now. Maybe we send Hassan Reddick a little bit more. Maybe Brandon Graham, we can send him in a little bit more on some blitz packages because when you've got good coverage, you can get more creative with the front seven. So I'm looking at you, Jonathan Gannon. Yes, you. Wake up in the mirror. Let's get aggressive. Let's get after it. Let's unleash the hounds, right? I mean, this is big news. This is a good move. Anybody who disagrees with this move doesn't know what they're talking about. Again, we don't know what the compensation is. Uh, news is just coming down the wire. We'll be keeping tabs right here on Jacob Sports all day long. The Sports Take guys, I'm sure, will have a lot to talk about at noon. Dan Cilio, Big Sills is always going to weigh in uh, with the hot takes from three to six. Hey, it's your home for the Eagles. It's your home for real football talk. We kick it off 7 a.m. with Jeff Kerr around the NFC East. We've got the Mac and Mac show, Birds 365 from 10 to 12 or 8 to 10. I'm sorry, the football playbooks from 10 to 12. We'll get the lineup right. We'll get it tight. We'll get it right. Just like this Eagles secondary is tight and right. But boy, oh boy, kudos to Howie Roseman. Uh, he is working the phone lines, and there could be more to come. We shall see. Stay tuned. 4 p.m. is the deadline for this 53-man roster cutdown. And Jalen Rager, the trade talks are heating up. The trades might not be done. Howie's on the line. Stay on hold. We'll stand by and keep you posted right here on the football playbook if anything else comes down the wire. Good job, Xander and Tone, uh, keeping me in the loop here. It could be a sign-and-trade deal. Uh, we shall see. So more to be continued on the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson trade. We're going to keep it right here on the football playbook. Hopefully we have our next guest who's been waiting patiently uh, in the virtual green room. Uh, DeAndre Torrey here on the football playbook. There he is checking in, of course, recently with the Philadelphia Eagles. We're so happy to have him here today. Talk about his football journey and what's next for him. Good morning, DeAndre. Thanks for waiting by and standing by. I know you're a busy man as well. So thanks for hopping on the football playbook. How are you? Good morning, man. Thanks for having me. I'm where, good. Where are we checking in from today? Are we checking in from Mississippi right now? Okay. So uh, let's go to your Philadelphia experience because the Eagles brought you in here. Uh, it was a numbers game when it's all said and done. But you did get an opportunity to lay down some film, hopefully audition for some other teams. But talk to us about your Philadelphia Eagles experience. Uh, I think it, I think I had a great experience for my first time actually like being a part of a team, you know. And um, I appreciate the Eagles for even giving me the opportunity. But my experience was um, it was good. I say I enjoyed the coaches. I enjoyed picking up a NFL offense and. Um, just being able to be around the guys and just try to soak up as much as I can. Yeah. And we, you know, we made a lot about kind of the practice or, or the lack of physicality in practice. So maybe it was tough to kind of make your presence known when you don't have that kind of environment uh, during the training camp situation. But um, how would you compare your NFL training camp experience to your uh, North Texas mean green taking that step up? Uh, the level of competition, obviously, you know, everybody's fast at the next level. Did you kind of sense that and feel that or not so much? Um, I'll say for my experience, 
I didn't really see a huge difference. I, I feel like I was still playing at the same speed and I was able to be successful at the things that I was already successful at. But as far as the, the playbook goes and um, just the way training and practice is organized, I would say that it's, it's much more detailed and um, you have to be attentive detail even when you're not like in, you still gotta be getting reps. So I'll just say the details of everything in the NFL is definitely more complex. Yeah, we heard that from our uh, man on the beat, John McMullen, said that uh, every second is accounted for. There's no wasted time, no wasted movements. Coach Seriani has everything detailed out to the T and the I. Um, what's it like playing for Coach Seriani? Because he seems like a very personable guy. He seems like a, a player's coach. Uh, can you take us through the personality? What's the DNA makeup of a Coach Seriani? Uh, it's great to play for him, man. I, I, I was only there for a short amount of time, but I learned so much. I mean, he really emphasizes his details. He emphasizes um, doing everything, the little things right, um, and just being an eagle, like not falling into um, how anybody else practices or how anybody else is doing things. You know, there's a standard at Philly, and he makes sure that everybody knows that no matter who you are or what you play, he knows he makes sure that the whole team knows the standard. Yeah, what I like about it too is the Eagles, they don't discriminate, they regulate. A lot of teams, you know, might see your size, not the biggest guy, might shy away. The Eagles, they don't care. They had Darren Sproles for a long time. They've got someone like Boston Scott in camp, kind of a similar size and frame stature. So what were you able to pick up? What were you able to learn and improve upon during your time in Eagles training camp? And uh, did you kind of see a, a Boston Scott or some of the other guys like a Miles Sanders as mentors? Were you able to pick up some things from those guys? Uh, yeah, I was definitely able to um, lean to Miles and Boston as mentors. Um, unfortunately, you know, Miles was um, dealing with injuries, so he wasn't really practicing, but he was right there. He was making sure that I knew the plays, making sure that I was um, locked into the games because – the reps were limited because I came so late, but he was making sure that I was getting a rep even when I wasn't in. And Boston was just um, keeping me level-headed, you know, because I'm a young guy coming in. I didn't really understand um, how the rep situation worked. He was just telling me, like, man, stay patient and know what you're doing at all times. And coach asks you something, just know the answer. So I think uh, that really helped me a lot to um, deal with that part, that transition of coming from North Texas where – I'm a guy that's getting every rep in practice to now I'm a guy who has to kind of take a step back and just learn from what I'm viewing and just make sure that I'm still locked into practice, even when I'm not in. Yeah. DeAndre Torrey, former Eagles running back, uh, star studded career at North Texas, 40 touchdowns during your collegiate career for the mean green, over 5,000 rushing yards when you tally it all up between Juco and North Texas. And your journey is uh, a unique one because I believe you played for my guy, Jeff Fisher as well for uh, the Michigan Panthers there in the USFL. Take us through that experience. Yeah, I did. Um, the USFL had been trying to get me like before the season started, but I was so me and my agent, we felt like it was best for me to just try to stay tunnel vision on the NFL because that's that's where I wanted to play. But it was getting kind of late and I wasn't hearing anything. So 
the Michigan Panthers had hit my agent up like three or four times, and they're like, hey, we'd love to get DeAndre in. Like, we have a spot opening uh, this week that had a running back go down. And fortunately, you know, I was in Mississippi, so I'm like two and a half hours away from Birmingham. So it was like he can just drive here, you know. So it, yeah. it all worked out, and it was, it was a great experience. I, I was glad I got to meet Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's Jeff's fun stuff, man. He loves the game. He was our coach out at the NFL PA Collegiate Ball. In fact, I was there when they signed Fish because the USFL had come out to Pasadena at the Rose Bowl to come and talk to Jeff to be the head coach for the Michigan Panthers. So we were one of the first to find out. And I'm so glad that it materialized because that's what the, the league is there for. You came out of the draft. You didn't get picked up. You laid down some film, you got picked up, and now hopefully you did enough to maybe generate or garner some more interest around the NFL. Uh, has your agent heard anything? Have you been in communication with any teams? Uh, what is DeAndre Torrey doing to stay ready here? Uh, we've heard a few things from a few different teams. Um, uh, just asking, like, am I healthy? Like, why was uh, I released by the Eagles and things like that? But like you said, it was just a numbers game. It wasn't anything to do with health or like me not being ready. Coach Nick and uh, Coach Singleton said I did a great job. They said that I um, came in, picked the offense up really fast. So I'm back home right now in my hometown, and I'm training with a guy who used to train me in high school. I'm doing a lot of stuff because the journey that I've been on, I've been able to pick up so much stuff and learn so much that I can pretty much train myself. But sometimes you need somebody to still hold you accountable, you know, so you can just work a little harder. So I'm working with uh, one of my guys from back in high school, and I'll definitely be ready when somebody calls. No, I know you will be, and uh, that's why we wanted to pop you on here so people can kind of get to hear your story, know that you're healthy, know that you're ready, rip-roaring, ready to go. Who's your agent in case any teams are uh, tuning in or scouts are watching? Who's, who's your agent they should get a hold of? Hector Ruiz with Tri-Sports Agency is my agent. Oh, good man. Hector's good people, man. Uh, hopefully he's tuned in. What up, Hector? Um, good friend of the show, Hector Ruiz. So you're in good hands there with your agency. Hey, it, it's going to be tough, right? Because another 864 guys are getting cut by 4 p.m. today. But all it takes is one. It's the old saying. All it takes is one. And whether that's Jeff Fisher, Nick Sariani, or another team to be determined. DeAndre, I know your time is coming. I know you're going to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And uh, I'll tell you what, when you do get picked up by another team, we'd love to have you back on the football playbook. And uh, I I'm excited to see where your football journey takes you to next because uh, you are a man of perseverance. And uh, to take that journey from the USFL to the NFL to be here today, I know you love the game. So uh, we appreciate the time. Any parting shots, shout outs, thank yous, anything you want to say before we let you boogie? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'll say shout out to Hector. You know, he's doing a good job. Shout out to my family. Shout out to Coach Nick for having me when he did. You know, just shout out to, to everybody who's inspired me along this journey. Absolutely. And if you do get brought back to Philadelphia, DeAndre, hit me up. We'll go get a cheesesteak and chop it up, man. Uh, appreciate you hopping on the football playbook and definitely be in touch. All right. Yes, sir. All right. There you have it. DeAndre Torrey running back out of North Texas, the mean green machine uh, looking to see where his next destination will be. 
Uh, a lot of moving and shaking today, as we mentioned. Breaking news, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson sounds like a 2023 fifth-round pick and a 2024 sixth-round pick, as per Adam Schefter, which tells me uh, this could possibly be a one-year rental. And if that's the case, that's okay, because you're getting an impact starter for a fifth and sixth round pick. I'll tell you what, we're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, get more reaction from the Chansey Gardner Johnson trade, put a bow on the show. Uh, it's the football playbook with Rick Saratella. We'll be back right after this. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. an icon a philadelphia treasure he's a mentor a pace setter jim is my north star he's trusted revered appreciated he is action news he's compassionate honest and fair he is extremely dedicated motivated and always seeking the truth he's also funny we are a team of many jim gardner is our leader and we're lucky to have him at Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles. And the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right. Back at it again, the football playbook. Rick Saratella here with you till noon with the Sports Take guys. We'll take over and a lot of moving and shaking here in Philadelphia. The uh, trickle effect continues 
uh, to be unveiled. Anthony Harris released by the Philadelphia Eagles. So there you have it. Marcus Epps, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson will be your starting safety duo for this Eagles unit. And, you know, we're going to pop on our guy, Tone, behind the stream and sometimes on the scene. He's always got his finger on the pulse when it comes to the Philadelphia. Hey, what's going on, Rick? How we feeling? Hey, man, checking in from the Ocean Club suite, man. Uh, big news out of Philadelphia. Howie Roseman back at it again, making some moves here. I mean, I just saw not only did they give up a fifth and a sixth and get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but they're also getting a seventh-round pick back in return. I mean, you got to give Howie some props here. After the A.J. Brown deal and what some of the other wide receivers went for, and then to be able to pull – I mean, they were talking about it would cost a first-round pick to get Jesse Bates. Hold up. Wait a minute. No, we'll just take Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for a fifth and a sixth. I mean, this is highway robbery. Yeah, it's interesting because Howie Roseman somehow just finds a way to continue to get access to the Saints' treasury and continues to make out like a bandit. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to start referring to Howie Roseman as Sly Cooper because – this man just finds a way to sneak in through the back window, take whatever he wants, and then just gets out unscathed. So, man, you got to give credit to Harry Roseman for making a move like this. Um, let's be honest. The safety position uh, was one of those positions that the Philadelphia Eagles were being ripped about, you know, not making enough moves now. You know, the Eagles, they did they did try to make a move um, earlier in the offseason before they made the move to bring in uh, A.J. Brown uh, and Hassan Reddick. They were trying to fix that safety position. Don't get them wrong. Um, but, you know, bringing in a guy like CD Juice, you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, man, um, that guy, that guy plays the game physically. Um, he's a, uh, he, he plays hard. He plays the game with the swagger, with the juice. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah, they can move him around a little bit, too. I know Josiah Scott is a little bit banged up. Not sure if he's going to be ready for week one. In comes Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Uh, the the trickle down effect is they release release Anthony Harris. So it will be Marcus Epps and yeah. uh, and Chauncey Gardner. But this is a big big boost for the secondary now. When you trot out, uh, we, when Marcus Epps is your weakest link now, it's not looking so bad. You you throw Gardner Johnson in there, could line up against some of these big body tight ends if need be. And they get younger. You know, it's it's important, right? You know, now because I know Anthony Harris was old reliable right he wasn't the greatest he wasn't the worst he was someone who was who, who was serviceable and had experience you know not to take nothing away from anthony harris he there was a point in his career where, where he was considered one of the top safeties you know led the league uh in interceptions you know made a pro bowl here and there but anthony harris couldn't run you know he he, he didn't have that that explosiveness uh, he didn't play with enough physicality that we needed at that position if you ask me I think you bring I think you have a guy like Marcus Epps who plays the game um at a at a high level uh, from a physical perspective um still has to prove it on the field but anything you've seen on Marcus Epps on tape you've seen him you know laying, you know laying the wood you know putting guys in the dirt um he's forced a couple turnovers here and there whenever he's gotten the opportunity so Marcus Epps is a guy who has taken advantage of opportunities you know the, the little opportunities he has gotten but you pair him with a guy like Charles Garner Johnson a guy who is young as well, but has some experience, some starting experience at that um, in New Orleans. This defense just got that much younger. This defense has got more electric. This defense has got more physical. This defense has added some more swagger. And that's, in my opinion, that's what was missing from this defense. This Eagles defense lacked swagger last year. They lacked 
uh, a level of physicality that that we've had in years past. I'm super like I'm super excited about this because now more of the onus continues to go on Jonathan Gannon. There's no more excuses for this brother. I'm sorry, like there's no way you should have these these kind of players that we have on defense playing five to ten yards off the line of scrimmage. These guys should be in the grill of the offense. These guys should be wreaking havoc. There's no reason. There's no excuse. Jonathan Gannon has everything he needs for this defense to be a top 10 defense at minimum and a top five defense at best. Uh, still some doubters about the Eagles defense uh, saying they feasted on poor quarterback play. Absolutely. Hey, I got news for you though. When you add Jordan Davis, Has- Hassan Reddick, Kaiser White, James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner, John. I mean, that's what five impact players to this defensive unit. I got to imagine even even if Jonathan Gannon's incompetent, I mean, I can make, I can coach this to be a top 10 NFL defense. Yeah, that's the thing, Rick. And you have a lot of experience, you know, from, <clears throat> excuse me, from a scouting perspective. And you know the game at the end of the day. And I think we all can say without a shadow of a doubt, um, sure, some, this, this, this defense really, <sighs> last year was interesting because one, one person will say they overachieved, one will say they underachieved. I never like when a head coach, blames his personnel for his inability to coach. Uh, I feel like every great coach has to, whenever you don't have the personnel, whenever your team isn't as talented as the opponent, it's up for your scheme to take over. And clearly Jonathan Gannon's scheme wasn't good enough to be able to push those guys over the hump. It was good enough to stop these mediocre quarterbacks. But the moment we came across a quarterback that had any level of competency, Jonathan Gannon played scared. He coached scared, and that's not the mentality we need in Philly or that we like in Philly. Now, he has a chance to redeem himself. I want to make it very clear. He only coached one year in Philadelphia. There's still a lot to gain. He he can still redeem himself. But we know Jonathan Gannon's future, it may not be be fully written in Philadelphia. If if this season goes well, he might be a head coach somewhere else. If it doesn't go well, he may not be in Philadelphia. So regardless of what happens, I don't see Jonathan Gannon being in Philadelphia um, beyond this year, regardless if he does really well or terribly. I just don't see him being in Philadelphia. But again, this talent on this defense, you can compare with any defense in this NFL, if you ask me. Now, some people may say the Eagles defense may not be the most talented, but the pieces fit. So and I will, always, I will always choose fit over having the most talent because this is football. There's 11, there's 11 guys on both sides of that ball. You can have the best wide receiver. You can have the best whatever position. But if it doesn't fit, if guys don't know their role, it, it's off and off. There's still time to flip the script. Uh, we're running out of time here on the football playbook. Make sure you keep it locked to the sports take at noon. These guys will be all over the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson news. Absolutely. Um one word answer tone before we put a bow on the show. <laughs> pressure, Jalen, pressure. Jalen Rager, yes or no, will be a Philadelphia Eagle by 4 p.m. Eastern time today. Yes. All right. There you yes. have it. That's tone behind the stream, sometimes on the scene here on the football playbook. Big shout out all of our guests today Eddie Kratz, Eagles today, Chad Ryder, NFL.com, Coach Eugene Chung. DeAndre Torrey, thanks for the patience. Good spot out of him. Tomorrow we'll be back at it again with Glenn Irby from the Eagles Newswire. We'll talk more bird talk. Ali Fayad, another former Eagle, joins us. We'll see what's up with him. We'll have Amanda Ruler, uh, Seattle Seahawks coach, and a couple other special guests to be determined. Hey, 
Uh, I want to thank all of you for putting me at comfort and ease here. If you're just tuning in uh, earlier in the show, I, I shared some personal news with you all. My wife, uh, Samantha, fractured her skull last night. Uh, we are back to Atlantic City, heading to Atlantic Care, Samantha. Uh, we love you very much. We're heading your way. Thank you for everybody in the chat room for chiming in. If you didn't like, uh, smash the like button. Do it. Bash it. Mash it. Uh, show your boys some love. I was Rick Saratella. This was the second part of the football playbook. Hey, we air weekdays, Monday through Friday, 10 to 12 Eastern time. Buckle up. It's a double chin strap affair brought to you by the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Don't go nowhere. Stay right here. Keep the chat on fire. The Sports Take guys are coming up. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the odds. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.